Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Uh, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you have decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. What up, podcast world? This is Ryan Tucker on the Unchangeable Truth with Pastor Stephen. How are you, my friend, Pastor Stephen? What's up, man? Yeah, hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, the uh, The voice is feeling good today. Yeah, uh, haven't you know? It's been a while since my voice has felt really good. Dealing with well, dealing with uh, January in Florida. Yeah, seventy one day, forty the next day. <laughs> seventy one day, forty the next day. Yeah, you just can't understand it if you don't live here. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a glorious place. World's most beautiful beaches. I just keep telling myself that. I go I go at least yeah, once a year. That's right. I World's like the beach though. So you don't go? Like you don't like in the summertime you don't go down to the beach? No, 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 no. Not at all? No. No. I mean every now and then we'll have folks that'll come in, they're like, Hey, let's go to the beach and we're like, Okay, we'll take you down to the beach. But we're you know, we're not those folks. We we we'll hang out in the pool at our house or Yeah, but there's something about like taking your bride and like seeing the sunset on the beach. You don't do that? Mm, there's something about sitting in your air conditioned house <laughs> well. looking out the window. Man, look at that look at the sun going down back there. Um yeah. Oh man. It is the most beautiful beaches, man. It's good. Well we missed last week, so you were traveling and all that stuff, so it's good to be back in the room with you. Um so we're going to discuss your sermon from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and and I'll just say this to our listeners, you know, bear bear with us. My uh my bride is going through um uh some health issues right now and uh going through some recovery and uh, if if our listeners would pray for her, I would really appreciate that, but uh our the podcast is not my number one responsibility. Right. Uh, we know my, our first responsibility is to the Lord, and uh, my second responsibility is going to be to my bride and my family. And so over the next uh, few weeks and months, we uh, may be hit and miss whether I can be here for the podcast. So uh, just continue to be patient with us, listeners. We're not done. If anything, we see this thing starting to fire up. We got some yeah. neat topics that we're going to deal with in the future. <laughs> That are probably going to put us on a, a national platform. That's right. We're going worldwide. Uh, so anyway, worldwide. anyway, but yeah, I appreciate appreciate all those that continue to pray for my wife and our family as we walk through this time. But it's good good to be here today yeah. with you yeah. and discuss the Bible and the gospel. My That's goodness, right. uh, if uh, and uh, every day my prayer is, Lord, Lord, let me not get upset about things that do not involve the gospel. Uh, and, uh, it's easy, it's easy in the world that we live in and especially the social media age that we live in. It's a crazy thing, Ryan. People can put stuff on social media, whether it's true or not. And people believe that it's absolutely true. That doesn't happen in today's culture. It's crazy. Hey, don't bother me with the facts. That's right. Don't bother me with the facts. No, my mind's made up. And by the way, you know, I could sit here and say, I could go on social media today and say I have it on good authority that Ryan Tucker hates the beach. That's right. <laughs> he hates the beach. So my wife is a uh, – she's a uh, – she doesn't do TikTok things, but she watches TikTok things. Dude, that's the Chinese government right sure. there. You don't yeah, yeah. messing with TikTok. Yeah, I heard it on social media. But like, Hey, and by the way, wouldn't it have been great I, – I I'm sorry to interrupt you, right. but this just come to my mind. I mean, what, what do you think would have happened if that Chinese spy – 
uh, balloon would have come across the panhandle of Florida. <laughs> I think it would have been okay on the uh, west, on yeah. the east coast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and probably yeah. all right in Tallahassee. <laughs> but dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when it eased over around Bluntstown or whatever, oh, uh, yeah, 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 I don't, I don't think it's making it out of the panhandle of yeah, Florida. I don't think so. Uh, anyway. We're we talking about spy balloons. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, she watches these these things on, I don't know, Instagram, real TikTok things, face, whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they have these tricks or they have these recipes or they have these things. And she's like, look, I tried. I saw it on TikTok. I'm going to try this. And it never works out. Like, it never is like what it says it's supposed to be on social media. And I just take that with a lot of other things. Like... It's never what it is. It's never what it says. It's never what it's supposed to be. Yeah, the only the only thing that we know that'll never fail us is the written word of God. There you go. Same today, same tomorrow, same yesterday. Uh, applicable to all people at all places and at all times. So uh, may may our focus continue to be on God's yeah, word. For sure. And if there's anything that anybody gets from our podcast here is we want you to be students of God's word. Dig in it. Fall in love with it. You'll never go wrong. Uh, creating a life yep. that is a pursuit of the truth of God's sure. word. So let's let's dive on in, man. John chapter one, verses ten through thirteen. That was your sermon a couple weeks ago, and it's called receiving and believing. And you made some statements talking about these responses concerning Jesus. But in, in the very beginning of your sermon, I want you to talk about. Uh, you, you said we got to put on our Jesus glasses. And I know that you've mentioned that several times before because you were talking about culture and language. And sometimes, you know, we have to understand the culture and the language is different and words mean different things. So you addressed the word believe, but you also said, hey, we got to understand we got to have our Jesus glasses on. So I'll let you kind of walk us through that. What do you mean by Jesus glasses and understanding <laughs> the word believe? Yeah. And I, if you've been listening to our podcast any amount of time, this is not the first time that you've heard this. Right. I think it is very important that no matter what you're reading in Scripture, put those Jesus glasses on. And by that, I mean, look at, look at it through the lens of Jesus. All the Old Testament Scripture that we were giving that we are given is a foreshadowing of the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus Christ. I think our last time we even talked a little bit about the, all of the Old Testament prophecies that Jesus fulfilled and right. just the, uh, the crazy miraculous that came about that one man could fulfill all of those. And then we come to the Gospels, and the Gospels are those accounts of Christ while he was in the flesh. And so uh, a little bit easier in the Gospels to approach it with my Jesus glasses on, but then I follow through with the Pauline epistles and uh, many other New Testament books. And again, now I've, I sit here and I have to understand it's talking about what Christ do, uh, has done, and it's talking about what Christ will do, the second coming of Christ. So when I read these, whether it be Old Testament or New Testament scriptures, I do understand that uh, I want to look at who was writing it. I want to look at who they were writing to as far as as far as the uh, the immediate audience. I want to look at the culture of what is taking place. Let's just be honest, writing to primarily a group of Gentiles versus writing primarily to a group of Jews, it's it's going to take on a little bit of different language and a little different approach. So who is he writing to at that time? What is happening in that culture at that time? What is it that he is trying to address 
in, uh, you know, in his word at that time. But then also, what is that overarching principle that applies to every individual, regardless of culture, regardless of background? What is that overarching? It's the word precept is what it is. The overarching precept biblically that I want to take and apply into my own life. Uh, Ryan, I even make this statement that when when it comes to studying Scripture, I want to sit there and I want to take the truth of God's Word. I want to lay it over my own life and where they don't match up, in which I I speak from personal experience, many times they don't match up, then there's an adjustment that needs to be made. Now, we know that the adjustment does not need to occur with God's Word. That the Bible is absolutely Correct. true. It is Correct. the living, perfect Word of God. So if my life and the Word of God don't match up, then where does the adjustment need to occur? It'd be in my life. Whether it be an attitude, whether it be uh, an obedience factor. Well, now you're just stepping on toes, man. Well, And, and notice I said, uh, we're just going to speak out of experience in my own life, right? <laughs> So uh, I, I understand that if I point a finger at someone, I've usually got three or four pointed back at me. And this is true of all of us. So, so when they don't match up, then I want to be in accordance to God's word. I want to be in accordance to God's will. Now, again, there are some things that apply to the audience and the culture and, and what is happening at that time. But then what is the overarching principle that he is wanting me to live in my life right now? So... I know you brought this up because we were talking about the word believe. Right. And you, and you said, like, and you, you even made these statements that you can believe in Jesus and not receive him as Lord. But when you receive Jesus as Lord, then you believe. Because, and again, believe talking about this intellectual ascent versus this actionable thing that's happening in our heart. So, uh, but you said we have to understand the difference. The Bible says that the demons in hell believe in Jesus. Yeah. And they tremble. But... They don't. They haven't received him as Lord. They they have not made a faith action there. So for someone to sit there and say, "Well, oh yeah, yeah, I believe, I believe Jesus. Uh, yeah, I believe he was, he lived. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe that he even died on a cross. Sure, sure. I believe he rose from the dead. Yeah, I believe that about him. Well, awesome, awesome. Is he Lord of your life? Yeah. Have you received him unto yourself? Uh, have you surrendered control of your life over to him? Uh, to me, some of the greatest salvation stories that I've ever been a part of are somebody that have been under the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of God as they've sat under preaching or teaching of the Bible. And they finally come to the point where it's, it's like they've been in a 12 round boxing match yeah. with, yeah. I, I don't know, Muhammad Ali or I, I, I'll speak to our lifetime. Uh, Mike Tyson, there my goodness, go. boy, there's a wow. Oh, Tyson. You know, boy, he was whipping everybody, and he was doing it quickly until all of a sudden he decided, I'll, I'll bite Evander Holyfield's ear off. Yeah. I was watching that. Hey, I was sitting in Scotty Sullivan's trailer. Yes, me and Scotty, back Charlie, day. back in rural Arkansas. Charlie Sullivan. And Scotty paid to get pay-per-view. And we're like, this is going to be unbelievable. We're there. We got everything down. We got our chips. We got our sodas. Everything's good, you know. 15 minutes, it's over. Yeah. Here's Holyfield missing half a year. Yeah. But boy, Tyson, I don't know, some would say he's scarier or crazy, but. Did he, did he have a face tattoo when you were watching it this time? I don't think he had a face tattoo no. then. I think he got a face I tattoo. I think the face tattoo came later. But I say all that to say the, uh, I don't know, what was I saying? <laughs> uh, talking uh, about. 
people hearing the gospel and they feel like they've been just yeah, beat up. Yeah, they feel about like they've been in a 12-hour boxing match, and then and then they respond to the good news, and here, here's all they can say. I give up. Yeah. I give up. I'm like, you give up what? I give up whatever I need to give up to Jesus. Yeah. I love asking those questions in those moments because <laughs> it's just you get the raw, real no mask version of somebody in those moments and you see it and you get to have those great conversations about what Jesus does. And those are beautiful moments. Well, I mean, yesterday, I think what yeah. eight, were there eight people who, who profess Christ as Lord? Uh, yeah. Eight, eight came forward and some had, had done it, hadn't followed through with believers baptism yet. Um, but done it very recently. And well, so it, we were, well, and I'll tell you yeah. a, a, a beautiful story that happened yesterday yeah. here at Highland park, just showing the power of, of, of being exposed to the gospel week in and week out. And also just this whole, I want to, I want to live a life in obedience to Christ. A 91 year old woman comes forward, literally had to have uh, family and friends help her walk down the aisle and comes forward to me. And here's what she said. I've been coming for months and I've been hearing you week in and week out. Talk about Jesus being Lord of your life and surrendering to him and being obedient to him. And she said, uh, I was christened as a child. Mm. And she said, uh, but I've never followed through in what you call believer's baptism. <laughs> what you call. <laughs> well, it, for a lot of folks, that's yeah. a unique thing because they don't yeah. hear it called that way. Yeah. The, I mean, clearly the Bible refers to it as that over and over. Right. But, and she said, so I really want to do that. And I said, awesome. I said, now let's talk about why we do that. Yeah. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? You've surrendered your life to him. And she said, yes, that's something that I've done. And I said, so you're saying you've never publicly professed Christ as your Lord, and you want to follow through in that obedient act of baptism because you are in Christ. Absolutely. 91 years of age. Absolutely. And here's exactly what she said. And we had a guest preacher yesterday, and he preached on three words. Come before winter. Right, right. Come before winter. No notes. It, no no notes. 85 years old. Uh, arguably one of the greatest expositors the world has ever known has written textbook after textbook on expository preaching. And I, I you know, I want him to take I want him to take like 15 verses of scripture and walk down all of them. But instead he's like, yeah, I'll just take three words. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Come before winter, and here's the point that he was making. Hey, winter, there's a winter coming for all of us. Yeah. It's a season of life, and when winter is gone, then that life that you have is gone. Yeah. So what is it that you need to do now yeah. to be obedient to the Lord? What is it that you need to do now in your life while you still have the opportunity? This 91-year-old lady, she comes, we have this conversation, and here's exactly what she said. She said, I wanted to get this baptism right before winter comes. Yeah. And we're actually doing that Sunday. We got it scheduled. Her, awesome. Yeah, so it'll be a good day. That's good. So, But again, back to our listeners. I'm taking the Word of God, right? Laying it over my life. How, 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 what adjustments need to be made? Because I want to honor Christ with my life. I want to be obedient unto him. So, Well, in, in this, this response concerning Jesus and understanding this belief, you, you, make, you make some statement, statements um, that his creation did not know him, that his community did not receive him, they rejected him, but his children welcomed him. So, um, Did you notice, Ryan, the points? <laughs> it's almost like I just rewrote the scripture itself. Right, right. 
Right. Scripture, oh, man, the scripture is so clear. It is. We try to make it so hard. Absolutely. And, and, and even, even in this part of creation did not know him, like you talked about how people miss it. Like all creation points to who Jesus is, yet we miss it on a daily basis that we're still rejecting him. But yet at the same time, his call is for the many to come to Jesus and um, you got a little bit excited over the word many and you were trying to spur our converse, com- conversation our congregation into hey like we got to realize that it's it's it is many all should come to Jesus all have the option and the ability to come to Jesus but yet sometimes we reject them sometimes we miss it the word all is a uh, it is an exciting word <laughs> Uh, the word many, the word all, the very same thing, depending on what translation of the Bible that you use. And the reason why it's an exciting word to me is because I'm included in that. Yeah. But as many as received him, that would be me because I've received him. To them, he gave the right to become children of God. There, there, there's, a, there's a false statement that is uh, going around that basically goes something like this. That everyone who has life, the bios, everyone who has life is a child of God. No, everyone who has bios, who has life, is a creation of God. But it is only those who have the, uh, the zoe, which is eternal life, that are children of God. Yeah. And he gives them the right. The right. We, we have the right. Why? Yeah. Because we've received Jesus. And, it, you know, over and over again, the Bible makes it very clear there's only one way to come to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. He is the gate. He is the door. He is the bridge. Just as, as some say, well, everyone who's, who has life, they're children of God. There are also folks out there that say, well, you know, there are many different ways to come to God. Uh, they're just used by different names yeah. and doesn't matter wh- which way you follow. You can follow the Muslim way or you can follow the Hindu way or you can follow th- many different new age ways or you can follow the Christian way and just different paths all leading up the same hill that will eventually get you to God. Jesus didn't leave us with that option. Right. He, he, there's no way that you can sit there and say, well, Christianity is just one of many ways. When well, no, no, now, now, now you have to say, well, if Christianity is one of many different ways, then Christianity is a lie because Christianity does not even give you the option to say it's one of many ways. It is the only way. It's it's funny that you say that because we haven't had this conversation yet because we've been different schedules. But um, over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking with this guy in our college and adult ministry, and um, last week he told me he said, "Yeah, I'm trying out four different religions." You know, I'm trying Islam and he's trying Catholic and he said he went to a Lutheran church and he was coming here. And I said, um, and I I just stopped him in the middle of that. And I said, all right, let's, I go, what if we just took away religion? Like, let's, let's take that out and let's look at what the Bible says about who Jesus is. And it was a great conversation. Like we were able to just talk about the fact that Jesus loves him unconditionally. Talk about the fact that Jesus died for him and, uh, you know, he, he did like, he got to give his life to Jesus in that moment because we took out the narrative of you have to follow this particular law or you have to follow these 
religious type systems when at the end of the day it was about who Jesus is and what he does and how he works and what he feels for you and what he has done for you and that changed his whole outlook on what he thought and again just the simplicity of the gospel the simplicity of who Jesus is and what he does makes for a great conversation well, absolutely. You'll never go wrong talking about right, Jesus. Right. Absolutely. It's just kind of like those Jesus yeah, yeah. glasses. There you go. There you the, go. The, uh, uh, and, and, and I don't remember the guy's name, so I apologize. I, I didn't know. I didn't do any research. I didn't know we were walking down this pathway. And if you're, no, no. If you're a new listener to us, we literally come up here. We kind of <laughs> have a little bit of an idea sure, of where yeah. we're going to go. We don't sit there and say, ooh, you say this and I'll say that. Uh, we just kind of come up here. We're literally hanging out in a bigger than life closet with uh, a lot of monitors and sound equipment and all that kind of stuff. But we're not, we're not using the monitors. <laughs> yeah, the monitors are here for something else. They look really it's, fancy, it's so Journey can watch NASCAR yeah, or something. Right. I have we're no idea. The but monitors. the the we just kind of come in here and we just just like we would have a normal everyday average conversation. Right. We're just up right. here shooting it and you guys yeah. are getting to to listen to what's going on. But I go back to what I was saying. The uh, some guy kind of on the same thing. He's sitting there and he's like, all right, I'm looking at Christianity and I'm looking at um, Islam. And because a lot of folks would sit there and say, well, you know what? If you look at the stories, a lot of the stories are the same. Right. That the names are a little different, but the stories are the same. Right. And, you know, Islam, they they do. They believe in a Jesus. And uh, and so this guy's sitting there and he's like, OK, I started walking down the path, Islam and Christianity, studying them and comparing and contrasting them. And then he said, then all of a sudden I came to a fork in the road. And here's where it started to differentiate. Christianity led down a path of a man who died and rose from life and is alive forevermore. Islam led down to a path mm. of a mm. guy who died and you can go to his grave today. Mm. Yeah. And that's what sets Christ apart from yeah, for sure. from all. He died, he rose from the dead, never to taste death again. And just as he has had victory over death in the grave, and uh, we know those are effects of sin, he gives us victory. I love the fact the Bible says that Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection. Yeah. Well, first usually means this, there's got to be a second, third, and all that. I mean, I know we live in a day and time where there's really no first. I mean, you can go... Your, your kids' little league baseball team can go 15-0, and 0, and they're going to get the very same trophy of the team that goes 0-15. And, 15. and uh, yeah, yeah, we just want to give them all participation trophies because they all played. And so I'm like, why don't you just – why don't you get us – you know, take our 80 bucks and just give us the trophy, and we don't have to play the games. But, anyway, I digress. I'm one of these old-school guys that think there's a winner and there's a loser, and losing sometimes is – you know, that creates character – Anyway, that's a different podcast. That's a whole other podcast. But, I mean, we have the right. like, and, and I think we overlooked that word. We have the right. We have been given the right to be called children of God. And that, to me, that's a big deal. Like, I, I you know, I, I think about, the, the, you know, Ephesians talks about he's given us everything that we need for spiritual growth. Like, we have his presence. We have his provision. We have the inheritance that we, uh, you know, we have some earthly benefits to his inheritance now but we also have this future hope of the inheritance like we have the right we have the right to be called children of god we have the right well and it's a little different than how we use the word right within our society well it's my right as an individual that i get this and i get that well when it comes to being a child of god 
it is a right, but it is a right that is a gift. God has given you the ability to say, I am a child of God. How? Through Jesus Christ being the Lord of my life, through the reception of, of the gift of forgiveness that he offers to all those who will believe. Um, so then let's, let's switch gears because you were talking about, you know, these revelations concerning are connected to Jesus. And, you know, he, you, you talked about how he understands rejection, um, yet he desires your faith and trust. And so can you, can you speak on that? The fact that the God that we serve, the Jesus that, has gone through the things that he's gone through. It does what he's done for us. Like he understands what we go through now. Yeah, I chose the word revelations, not 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 from the book of Revelation. Right. Understand, I'm not talking about any uh, prophecy that is taking place there. Anything to happen in the future. Uh, I just mean what what is what is being connected to Jesus? Well, I mean, what what does Jesus reveal to us? Yeah. What is it that he is showing us? And I would call this my take-home truth. But the first one is he understands rejection. Yeah. A lot of times we live in a world and we want to sit there and we want to think, well, nobody understands what I'm going yeah. through. Nobody yeah. understands the hurt. Nobody understands the pain. And they would even look at Jesus and say, okay, well, you know, here, Jesus lived a life that was void and empty of hurt and pain and rejection and betrayal. And <laughs> you're like, no, clearly you, you don't know the story of Jesus. All those things happened within his life. The very things that uh, we talked about in the first part, as far as those responses concerning, concerning Jesus, you know, here's Jesus. He creates the world. He creates mankind. Right. Mankind didn't even know him. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't a situation to where they couldn't know him. They chose not to. Yeah. We would say this, th- that the creation worships creation instead of the creator. Wow. And so he understands rejection. The very Jews, God's chosen people, that Christ came, that should have recognized him, that had received all the uh, prophecy given by the Old Testament prophets. I mean, they had it there in their hands, the written prophecy concerning the Messiah, concerning Jesus Christ, yet what? Yet they did not even receive him. They're like, oh, forget it. Forget it. Uh, no, no, no. He's not the one. We want one better. We want one that's going to bring uh, what we desire to take place in our world. So the very people, skin, flesh, blood, cousins, all that stuff, they didn't receive him. And then and then the great thing, they, you know, his children welcome his, his Lord. So he understands that rejection. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and try to say rejection. Oh, man, that's easy, man. That's like... That's like ice cold lemonade on a warm summer's day. No, hurts. rejection hurts. Yeah. It hurts. I don't care who it is. Rejection hurts. I don't care if it's somebody that's close to you. I don't care if it's someone that, you know, maybe there was somebody in your life that said, I do forever. I promise forever. For, for always. Till death do us part. And then they said, no, change my mind. Yeah. No, till death do us part. Or the company that you gave the best years of your life to. Yeah. Only for you to come into that final quarter and they're like, hey, listen, eh, time for this relationship to be over with. Yeah. Uh, we keep going on and on, even in ourselves. I mean, there, there, there are things that bring about hurt that are products of our own. Whatever the case may be, if there's anyone out there that understands rejection, it's Jesus. Yeah. 
And so that take-home point that I was trying to make is, remember, he cares. Yeah. He cares that you're hurting. He shares in your pain. He is a man of sorrows. And uh, he does understand the grief that we deal with. But he does desire your faith and trust. That when you truly receive him, you're going to invite him to take control of your life. He wants you to trust him. He wants your faith to be on him in every single aspect of your life. He's going to move into every room. And then I told the story, great little pamphlet that I read. I would encourage our readers if they get a chance, you know, if they can find it somewhere, it may be online. I've not looked. I saw it many, many years ago through the, uh, I was doing something up at the uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association up in, uh, uh, right outside of Asheville, North Carolina. And I was up there and I was getting ready to speak and I was just looking and there it was my heart Christ home. And I'm like, what a cool little story this is. But basically it's about a guy who eventually says, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and transfer over the deed to the light, my life to Jesus. Mm. Here you go. Versus me just saying, I'll give you this room, but not this room, this room, but not this room. Instead, I'm going to say, you know what? The whole house is yours. Now I'm going to stay here, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to be a servant to you. Well, and and I, I think it's important, you know, how you close it out, uh, just reminding that it's it's more than a this intellectual assent to all of this. Like, you know, um, and the reason why I say it's important because the the type of students that I'm dealing with, the type of inquisitive nature of the people that that or in the ministry that I lead, like there is this fight of intellectual ascent versus this having control, this lordship. And it's a conversation that we have often. And, you know, I, I think that, I think it's huge. And I think it's important that we talk about that it's more than this intellectual ascent. It is this absolute lordship of Jesus in your life. Well, it's a decision of faith. Yeah, yeah. I will never understand the ways of Christ. Try hard as I may, <laughs> I will never understand. So he's te- he was tempted in every single way yeah. that mankind is tempted, yeah. and yet he knew no sin. Yeah. Well, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking about the ways that I'm tempted, and, and 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 I make this statement a lot. You know, the devil knows. He knows what it is that that brings us great temptation that. Uh, one person may be tempted in one thing that another person is not. Honey buns. Uh, yeah. But others, again, he knows exactly what it is. He yeah. he knows what pushes your button, right? So he sits there, and I just think of the temptations that I deal with, and I don't deal with all of them. There's some things that other people are tempted with, and I'm just like, my goodness, how could you ever be tempted with that? That makes no sense whatsoever. But yet he faced the temptation that all mankind, every single one of them, and yet he knew no sin. I don't get that. I don't understand that. Yeah. It makes no sense yeah. to me. Yeah. So for uh, those that are sitting there saying, well, you know what? If I could just get some questions answered, then all of a sudden, hey, that's true. I would receive Christ. Well, he wants your faith. What is faith? Faith is I'm believing things that I don't understand, things that are unseen. And so there's nothing wrong with asking the hard questions. There's a great book. Um, it's so old. I used to use it in student ministry, written by um, 
Oh, my my brain is is getting old. Dawson McAllister? No, no, <laughs> no. Dawson McAllister. That's the guy I used to take my students to uh, to Memphis. He would do those weekend things, oh, yeah. and uh, on a Friday night. Start on a Friday night until noon on Saturday. He did the whole book of Revelation. Right on an overhead projector. The whole book of Revelation. Yeah. You mean to turn the page? Turn the page. <laughs> Sorry, you I know. interrupted your. I don't have time to go into books. that. I don't have time to go into that. But I'm gonna. Your youth pastor will deal with it later. <laughs> well, that's why. That's why we all paid a hundred dollars a person to be here, Dawson. You you help us deal with it. But anyway, um, not Mc, not Dawson McAllister. Don't check your brains at the door. Who wrote that book? White-haired guy. I can see his... McDowell? Yes, Josh McDowell. Thank you. Don't check your brains at the door. Great, great book. It is so simple. Here's what he's saying. Hey, in order to become a follower of Christ, you don't have to sit there and dumb it down. Yeah. I mean, as long as you do understand that ultimately there are some questions that this little peanut finite mind of yours is not going to be able to handle because we're talking about an infinite God. But there's nothing wrong with asking the questions. Don't You don't have to check your brains in at the door to be a follower of Christ. Some of the greatest, most brilliant minds the world has ever known were followers of Christ. But ultimately, it is not you saying, I believe, but is you saying, I receive him into my life. I, I, I write over the title, the deed. Here you go. It's yours. Do with it as you see fit. Is belief important? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like what I said, if you receive, you're going to believe. But he's looking for more than just this intellectual uh, assent or this intellectual agreement. Mm. He is looking for life change. And I'll close with this, one of your points. He desires your faith and trust. So, Pastor Stephen, always, always pointing us to Jesus. We thank you for that. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for showing us uh, scripturally what we need to do and who Jesus is and what he's done for. So thank you for listening to the unchangeable truth and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, this is pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called unchangeable truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.